It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Taylor Heineke did nothing but confirm why I think he should be back in Washington in 2023, even if Chris thinks I'm reading too much into it. We're going to discuss that and a whole lot more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. I'm David Harrison. My co-host is Chris the Rooster Russell sitting next to me here for this live episode of Locked On Commanders, both of us credential members of the media covering your favorite NFL team. Chris is doing it for the Team 980, where you can find Heat and Pete Medhurst live 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, Monday through Friday or anytime on the Odyssey app. And he's doing it in writing for the Command Post, a subscription-based publication. You can find me writing about the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation at commanderscountry.com. Indeed. And good afternoon, everybody. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Coming up, we're going to tell you which one of Donna Kelsey's favorite sons. You may have heard that there's a brother versus brother storyline here. You may have heard that. Uh, Which one will win another Super Bowl title this weekend? because they've each won one and will identify a veteran quarterback worth stashing on the commander's roster. If not for Taylor Heineke. And that's where we will begin today's live episode right here on locked on commanders. David, a lot of people are buzzing. A lot of people are excited about some of what Taylor Heineke had to say on the Pat McAfee show down at the super bowl. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. I, uh, I don't get into all the hoopla as much as others do. Uh, maybe you have a different spin on this. I don't know. Uh, but for those who don't know already, McAfee and Heineke and the crew, you know, they were talking and and basically Heineke, again, lauded a lot of praise on, on Sam Howell, which you would expect, right? Saying he's the real deal. He's a dog. Um, but he stopped short of saying, hey, this is similar to – how it was when Patrick Mahomes took over for Alex Smith with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs six years ago, that this is clearly different. Uh, Number one, uh, Alex Smith was coming off of a Pro Bowl year, just to set the record straight. And and two, I don't think anybody quite honestly thinks Sam Howell is Patrick Mahomes. That being said, does this mean anything significant to you uh, because again, it doesn't me. Uh, it actually does. Yeah, I think I think it is significant. I don't think it's you know I don't I don't think people, if you're still unsure about Sam Howell, 
as a long-term viable option for quarterback of the Washington Commanders. I'm not saying you should go out and order your Sam Howell jerseys right now because of what Taylor Heineke said, but I think it shows two things. And one thing, I think, first, it shows the growth uh, of Taylor Heineke. You know what I mean? And I remember last year he was on Radio Row getting asked kind of about the future of himself and the quarterback position of the team. And there was a much more kind of reserved Taylor Heineke you know, and almost, I don't say defeated, but there was a little bit of like a pessimistic kind of feel to the conversation where you kind of just knew like, I'm not going to be the guy. And it was, you know, I don't say woe is me as in like Taylor was feeling like he was a victim, but there was just a little bit of, of a gloomy uh, type of air to it. But in this conversation, not only is he talking about a guy potentially being a quarterback instead of himself, he's doing it with, with joy and he's doing it with energy and excitement and he's got a smile on his face. And I know he said some other things that we're going to talk about as well, but just speaking to Sam Howell, Taylor Heineke talking about how the locker room saw Sam Howell as a leader and how they, the locker room saw the potential in him. And I think that's really what Pat McAfee was trying to get to is in that Alex Smith season, like throughout that season, while Pat wasn't playing in his rookie year, like they still saw the leadership. They saw the potential in him on the practice field. And I think that's what Pat was trying to get to with the Sam Howell comp. And I think the Taylor kind of verified that that's the part that, you know, not that Sam Howell is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, but that they saw the leadership. They saw the value and the potential in Sam Howell as an NFL quarterback. That's the first time we've seen that. And that kind of goes back to the previous conversation we've had here. And the previous conversation I had with Linnell and with doc uh, on the, on the radio station there with you guys, where I, I, I believe that the best route for Ron Rivera and the Washington commanders to go, no matter who your, your, your office coordinator is, to be honest with you, is Taylor Heineke, Sam Howell, and Jake Fromm. And you come into training camp, and Ron Rivera's already talked about competition, and you let Taylor and Sam figure it out on the playing field. Don't figure it out in the boardroom. Don't figure it out in the media or the fan reaction on social media. No, figure it out on the practice field and find out which quarterback is the best quarterback for your team in 2023. If it's Taylor, great. Roll with Taylor. Sam Howell, bro, you're in your young 20s. You don't have to have it all figured out, and the potential is still there even if you don't start right off the bat. If it's Sam, then he beats Taylor Heineke. Taylor sees it. The team sees it. And if that happens, the locker room will support Sam Howell like they didn't support Ryan Fitzpatrick and like they didn't support Carson Wentz because he'll have earned it, not been given it, and having it taken away from Taylor before he ever has a chance to put his hands firmly around it. All right. I, th I think those are some really good points, but let me ask you this. Yeah. How do we have a true and honest quarterback competition under the scenario that you present when Ron's already come out and anointed Taylor, uh, how QB one going into OTAs and camp. Yeah. Therein I, lies the like, problem. Yeah, this, absolutely. This was why yeah. I didn't like what Ron had to say. Okay. Yeah. Ron could be, we all knew what Ron was thinking, right? We've been talking, but who do you think leaked that to cbssports.com? It didn't yeah. come from a tree. It came from Ron Rivera, right? So we all knew Ron Rivera was the one that was leaking. Hey, we're planning on going with, okay, fine. That's the right decision. But how, A, if you're Taylor Heineke, how do you come back here knowing that your head coach is right? He has clearly shown that he has limited confidence in you. And on top of that, he's already anointed again. Again, yeah. he's already anointed a QB1 without a competition. Again. Why did Ron say that? Why did Ron do that? I don't that? know. And, and, and that's, what I, yeah. I, I, that, that's what I can't understand and so if you're Taylor Heineke, you're asked about, like, by McAfee, you know, about exiting the, the commander's building, getting out of there, getting past the drama. And he says, quote, I might be back there. I would love yeah. to be back there. He said, we'll see. Don't think I'm allowed to talk about it. Lots of moving parts. I don't know what that last part means because mm -hmm. he's allowed to talk about it unless 
there's a negotiation going on right now, right. David, right. to bring him back before he hits free agency to make sure that they have him and Sam Howell locked up at a very, very, very reasonable rate for two quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's what I feel like. I feel like the, the deal is kind of being done and they're just working out the finals and, and all that stuff and the particulars. And look, it would make everybody happy. It would make the locker room happy. It would make the fans happy. Arguably, the only person that wouldn't make happy might be Ron Rivera because of all the examples of him not really believing in Taylor. It would appear from the outside looking in. I will say this, though. Even with Ron's comments, and I agree with you, I wish that he didn't come out and say that and you come into camp and say there's going to be a true competition. He did mention competition, so give him credit for that. But he also said, yeah, like we're looking at – Sam Howell entering OTAs and mini camps and all this stuff is QB1. So that kind of diminishes the, the true value of the competition. But at least in this instance, what's different between this situation and Ryan Fitzpatrick and this situation and Carson Wentz is Sam Howell's been here. Sam Howell has been in the building for a year. He's been in the locker room. He's been around the guys, the coaches, the guys and the coaches have been around him. So even if they're still doing the, okay, Taylor's coming into this offseason program as QB2, at least it's for a guy who's been around and the locker room at least potentially could support. And from all public angles, Taylor Heineke supports and go back to the locker room, go back to the practice field during the Carson Wentz stuff during the final week where Sam Howell started and Taylor Heineke to, to every single person, when you, whether you see him at the stadium after the game, you're seeing him at practice in Ashburn during the, the week is the, the ultimate backup, the ultimate professional. When he says I'm the best backup I can be to this guy, he means it. And it means a lot to a guy like Sam Howell who retweeted the video of Taylor saying all these things with an exclamation points. And my guy, like these guys love each other. They love the team. They love the teammates. And Taylor would legitimately be a solid, uh, probably the best backup for a guy like Sam Howell right now at this stage in his career. So there are some differences, although, yeah, I'm with you. I wish that Ron Rivera hadn't said uh Sam Howell's coming into the OTAs as quarterback yeah. number one, but we're going to have a competition. I mean, I get it. It's Super Bowl row or radio row. You know what I mean? You say things, but uh, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle, but I still think this is the best way forward. I've heard that from Ron Rivera before. I'll just say that. I've heard yeah. that, like, <laughs> i.e. going into the Ryan Fitzpatrick year, and there was no competition. We will see where it goes. All right, so we both feel like there's a chance, and maybe it could be a better than – just a chance. And maybe it could happen soon that Taylor Heineke could be coming back here as a veteran quarterback. But what happens? Let's play a little game. What happens if Taylor Heineke does not come back here? They choose to go a different way. Who do we think would be a good veteran quarterback fit for the Washington Commanders, along with Sam Howell and possibly Jake Fromm and maybe a rookie? We'll dive into that next, plus our Super Bowl predictions all coming up right here on Locked On Commanders. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Guys, Valentine's Day is Tuesday. It's coming up. That's right. Don't get lost and swept up in the Super Bowl hurrah because you have work to do. If you haven't already done it, get to BlueNile.com right now to find the perfect Valentine's Day gift uh, and you will have the perfect experience. I've ordered from BlueNile.com before and it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. It was easy. It was quick, fast shipping um, and they had a return guarantee. If I wasn't satisfied with the product, I was able to return it. You can't always do that, especially once you take it out of the jewelry store. So go to BlueNile.com, get the diamond 
diamonds allows to, uh, it allows you to compare to a competitor's diamond against one of theirs and blue nile will even meet or beat their price and right now you can save up to 50 percent. that's right up to 50 percent at blue nile.com that's blue nile.com for up to 50 percent, guys blue nile.com and we're also brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. That's right. The only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're pumped up about our new sports betting partner, uh, and they are with Locked On because FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. If you're new to FanDuel, that's great. Here's what they're going to do for you. You download the FanDuel app right now. So you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to 3 thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win so either way you're going to win FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads who will score a touchdown all sorts of props we're going to have props for you coming up we're going to have same game parlays we're going to have everything covered for you and our picks again the FanDuel Sportsbook is safe secure super easy to use David and I use it all the time. Hop aboard now. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, thanks once again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view each and every day. As much as David loves Taylor Heineke, and he clearly loves him more than I do, uh, there may be a better option out there for veteran bridge quarterback. Uh, David, some of the nominees would include Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton. Are you excited yet? Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, Sam Darnold, Case Keenum. Oh, I'm working up a lather. Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, PJ Walker, Mike White, and famous Jameis Winston. David, if Ron Rivera told you uh, we're out on Taylor Heineke, we're done for whatever reason he would have. Yeah. But he were to bring in another veteran quarterback again, which clearly would be the plan and we don't think it's going to be one with a lot of resources allocated to allocated to it which one would you choose out of that list uh i've got a guy in mind and a lot of people are probably aren't going to like it um but real quick before we get to that something that we like yam starts gm in japan saying that taylor should just move uh to vegas or something uh the, the connection to las vegas is really easy with scott turner yeah. uh headed there and and you know that would make a lot of sense but i get the sense that uh taylor would rather stay in washington in his quote-unquote favorite locker room He's ever been a part of. Uh, Proked says Jacoby Brissett. Marcus says Jacoby Brissett. So, guys, uh, you're going to be really happy with my choice. Case Keenum is the veteran quarterback out of <laughs> uh, the guys that are currently potentially or most likely available uh, that I would bring on. Look, it's not that I don't like Jacoby Brissett. It's not that I don't like even some of these other options. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I know Jameis Winston has a lot of jokes made about him, but I like Jameis. Um, I like the way that he approaches the game. Don't always like the decisions that he makes. And I do feel like he was on an upward turn before he got injured in back-to-back -back seasons uh, with the New Orleans Saints and then unseated by Andy Dalton, which I can tell you every single person close to the New Orleans Saints was extremely confused why they never went back to Jameis. So, th so there's some rub there. But here's here's why I go Case Keenum. And my second choice, I suppose, was, was a guy like Teddy Bridgewater because neither of those guys at this point in their career are really guys who are coming in expecting to be starters. The rest of them 
uh, Andy Dalton can be thrown in there too, are at least hoping to become starters, if not expecting to be something like Baker Mayfield is going to come into a situation with the expectation that he's, he's going to be allowed to compete. That's what he's looking for is an opportunity to compete. Jameis Winston, probably the same thing. Mike White would probably love uh, a situation like that. Jacoby Brissett, even after his time, you know, starting for the Cleveland Browns, that he thought he had done enough to show the NFL that he was a legitimate candidate to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So when you talk about grooming a guy like Sam Howell, you're talking about bringing in a veteran in Jacoby Brissett who's literally trying to breathe down his neck and say, hey, dude, you make a mistake. I'm going to be here to try to show this coaching staff, this team, that I'm the guy and not you. And we've seen that scenario unfold across the National Football League over the years, time after time after time, very rarely. When a quarterback, especially a young quarterback, has to look over his shoulder at a guy who's gunning for his job, does it go well? And I know that the, the predominant thought, a lot of people will say, this is the NFL, be a professional, this is what part of the job, all this other stuff. It's really not part of the job. In fact, actually, if you look across the National Football League, some of the most successful quarterbacks you've ever had in history, they're actually not having a guy sitting behind them, breathing down their neck to try to take their job. They're actually in a situation where their coaching staff, their roster, and their fan base, because, because of usually some good uh, success, is supporting them and saying, you're the guy, not a guy. Again, and, and I hate to be a dead horse here, but Taylor Heineke, if Sam Howell beats him to be the starter and Taylor's the backup, we already know because we've seen it. Taylor's going to support Sam. He's not going to sit there rubbing his hands together saying, okay, when's the next interception so I can come in here for number 14 and show him how it's done. No, he's going to sit back there and he's going to celebrate every first down touchdown that Sam scores. And every interception he throws, he's going to come back to the tablet with him and help him figure out how not to throw that again. That's what you want in a veteran backup, not a guy who's chomping at the bit to take over the job. I think Case, Teddy, Andy, those are only three options in this list that fit that bill. All right. Let me, I agree with a lot of what you just said there. Um, I do worry a little bit about how much Taylor Heineke wants to be the starter. I mean, I do think he wants to be the starter. I just, yeah. I don't know if this is the right situation for him, even though there's a lot of good things about having him. But let me just counter and ask you a question. Do you know who threw Terry McLaurin's first career NFL touchdown? Case Keenum. There you go. That's right. So the question becomes whether. And Case I would say this real quick, just real quick. Of course, Taylor Heineke wants to start, right? But I'm talking about wanting to start versus where can I angle this to become the starter? And, and I'm not talking about I sabotage either. I'm not accusing any of these guys of being saboteurs if they get the opportunity to. I'm just saying, like, when, when the young guy makes a mistake, they're sitting there counting the notches, say, okay, I maybe three more and I get my chance, whereas Taylor wouldn't be taking that approach. I understand. I, listen, I, I don't think your your pick of Keenum is a, is a bad one by any means. I don't know if he would want to come back here. He didn't have the best experience right. here, um, yeah. and it didn't Valid. end well, to be honest with you. This was before you and I started working together, and I remember being in the locker room a lot late in that 2019 year after he had been benched and whatever, and they had moved on. Uh, and it was, you know, now the late Dwayne Haskins show and whatever. And, you know, I don't want to say he was a bad guy, but he wasn't happy. He was playing ping pong a lot. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he would want to come back here, but maybe he would. I, I, I don't know. My guy is Mitchell Trubisky. I think Ron's had a hankering for Mitchell Trubisky since he got, 
his eyes on him when he was the Carolina Panthers head coach and Trubisky was right down the road. Well, not right down the road, but nearby in Chapel Hill in his one breakout year at the University of North Carolina. Now, maybe two North Carolina quarterbacks, that might be something or a little symmetry. Maybe we can uh, hole up Mac Brown. Maybe we can bring your guy, Phil Longo, down from Wisconsin to hang out and have breakfast. I don't know what we can do, but Trubisky is under contract for one more year with the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? But it's clear, it is clear that that is Kenny Pickett's offense right now. So Trubisky is the backup. Trubisky is going to count for over $10 million under the cap. That might not be a lot to some teams. It's a lot to me for a veteran backup quarterback. Even though you, you as San Francisco and the commanders prove every year you need three, if not four, it's still a lot, quite honestly. So to me, I think Trubisky with his athleticism, his experience, the fact that he's probably going to be cut or released from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ron has had a hankering for him, I believe. I think they were looking at him last offseason and decided, eh, we don't want to wait and risk. We're going to go for this. Uh, I'm going to look at the uh, bleeping papers, Ron said. And, and he looked at the wrong papers, and he, and he traded a, a boatload for Carson Wentz. And I, I think maybe he corrects a wrong, if you will, uh, in this scenario. And Mitchell Trubisky is the backup quarterback for the Washington Commanders next year. It's just my guess. I mean, it's it's not an it's not an unintriguing, I don't even know if that's a word, but it's it's an intriguing option for sure. You have to consider it. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we've waited all year for the Super Bowl. And while none of us are happy that Washington isn't playing in it, we can at least try and help you make some money by telling you which team will win it, in our opinion, uh, and which bets we like, right? Super Bowl is all about making little prop bets, making little side bets, and no national anthem bets. Just avoid that. That's coming up next. But first, today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by TurboTax. That's right. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Yep, that's right. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you, uh, you from the stress of doing taxes and file for you so that you can do anything but your own taxes. Boy, do I need that. With as busy as I am, I need to, And I go to TurboTax all the time, so I think I'm going to do this option this year. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, and it's guaranteed, so you can relax. feels good to be done with your taxes, right? Who wants that stress? So come to TurboTax. Don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full-service products only. Video meeting while with an expert is required while your taxes are being done. See guaranteed details at Turbo tax.com slash guarantees. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Super Bowl 57 predictions come in here to wrap up this episode of Locked on Commanders. All odds are provided by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
book. Join us. I've got 10 bets currently standing for the Super Bowl, and I've got about $18 left in my account. So there's going to be some more you can you can bet on. Well, you can bet on that, and you would be right if you did. Uh, join us in the action by... Wait a second. You've got 18 jobs and you got $18 left in your account? Uh, what are you doing? In my FanDuel account. Let's calm down. Not in my FanDuel account. Oh, okay. Um, I've got All a right. pair of, of playoff Jordan 13s dropping that I need to save oh, uh, some money for. Wait, wait. You can join oh. us in all of our betting action over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Shout out to the homegirl, Carrie, who just signed up today so she can drop a whole lot of money on a no sweat first bet on her beloved Philadelphia Eagles. I believe the rumor is $100 she's putting on the Eagles. And with a no-sweat first bet, if she loses, she gets it back. So uh, Eagles, by the way, Chris, favored to win by one and a half points currently. But before we get into our picks, let's do uh, – let's do. The, it's the last game week of the season, so let's do kind of what we normally do. Bowl predictions, player of the game, and then we'll make our game predictions. I feel like I blew your mind with the with the Jordan comment there. Yeah, I just I just think I finally figured out after all this time why you love Taylor Heineke so much. It's because you and he have a fascination with shooting. <laughs> the Jays, man. I just I mean, got a pair of I just, I just hit on the uh, the green the lucky green J uh, Jordan twos that just dropped. Uh, those came in my house yesterday. I can't. You, wait you know what work. I pay for my shoes? Fifty five dollars every eight months. That that's I also about. pay fifty five dollars plus. Okay. So. All right. Well, plus a lot, for, actually. Good for you. You look better than I do. All right. Anyway, let's start off with a whole prediction for Sunday night at Super Bowl 57. My BP is going to be Hassan Reddick with two or more sacks. As a matter of fact, I have a uh, prop bet. I think I grabbed it at plus 170, I, somewhere around that earlier uh, on Friday. I made the bet. So I have to go back and double check what I got it at. Uh, but that was for over a half sack. I'm saying my bold prediction is that Hassan Reddick is going to have two or more sacks. He's mostly going to be going against right tackle Andrew Wiley. Um, and, you know, of course, they'll chip with a tight end and whatnot. But think about all the, uh, this also. Patrick Mahomes, right? And, and the Kansas City offensive line is much better than it was the last time we saw them in the Super Bowl two years ago. We've talked yep. about that when Tampa shredded them. Much better. But Patrick Mahomes is much more likely to roll to his right, to roll to his right and flush to his right because that's his throwing side, right? Well, who's there most of the time? For the Philadelphia Eagles defense coming off the left edge of their defense, the right side of the Kansas City offense, Hassan Reddick, two plus sacks. Yeah, yeah that's 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 not a bad prediction whatsoever. Real quick, shout out to Uptown Dre, Ryan Craven, and Roger for joining us uh, in the live chat, and appreciate all of you joining us live. Of course, appreciate all of you listening afterwards and watching afterwards uh, as well. So Hassan Reddick, two plus sacks. That's 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 a solid prediction if ever I saw one. My prediction is a little bit less likely to happen. I don't even know the I don't even know if these the, you can put these uh, odds out there right now. But running back is going to win MVP for the Super Bowl since for the first time since Super Bowl Thirty Two. Mm. Terrell Davis is the last guy to win Super Bowl MVP as a running back. So uh, let that take you back a little bit. But I don't know. We got we got a lot of a lot of a lot of talent. The number one rushing offense in the National Football League. I feel like a running back. This could be their time uh, to shine. You know, uh, just a quick note on Terrell Davis. Uh, who was the head coach of that Super Bowl? Ooh, I don't know. Mike Shanahan. When I, Uncle Mike I was going to go Shanahan. When yeah. Uncle Mike took over here in 2010, who made a visit or two to then another team named Training Camp? <laughs> I'm going to guess Terrell Davis. There you TD. go. One of the. I was living in Colorado during those Super Bowl oh. runs, and uh, TD was definitely uh, a favorite. I actually. 
Uh, fun story real quick. I got to help him pick out uh, what I assume was an engagement ring. Um, just happened to be in a store and he was just asking advice. My friends and I happened to be in there. I think one of our friends worked there, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, it was, it was a cool moment. Got to meet him and wow, uh, help him pick that? out some jewelry. Like I said, assuming it was an engagement ring. Don't know for sure, I guess. But Well, now we should send him the Blue Nile uh, and BlueNile.com. <laughs> That's what we should do. All right. So your... Um, so your uh, your your bold prediction is that the running back will win the. I will say this: usually it's the quarterback, but not last year. Not last yeah. year it was Cooper Cup of the Los Angeles Rams. And quarterbacks and receivers, for the most part, a couple of linebackers sprinkled in there, but yeah, quarterbacks mm-hmm. and receivers tend to get it. All right. So next we go to our same game parlay, right? Um, you know, basically where we're 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 combining a couple of uh, bets into one, and we'll do it with individual uh, props and anytime touchdowns. We started doing this uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, sprinkled in. I'm going to go with uh, a guy that I really like. Uh, that's, I think, a tough physical downhill threat and has really added to the Kansas City offense, and that's Isaiah Pacheco at plus 145. But then I'm going to double down and go Kenny Gainwell, who's had a nice postseason, plus 360, can help you as a receiver, can help you as a running threat. Remember, they love to run the ball. They have four guys that can do it. He, Boston, Scott, Miles, Sanders, and, of course, Jalen Hurts. And then I'm going to throw in, just for good measure, one that I almost surely think is going to happen against a questionable set of corners in Kansas City. A.J. Brown plus 120, a total combined three-leg same-game parlay, plus 28.63, a $10 bet will win you. 286 and 30. Yeah, that's uh that's a very interesting one. I went a little bit deeper in mine and I went with five anytime touchdown scorers. Oh, wow. So obviously I think there's going to be a good amount of touchdowns scored in the Super Bowl, which is good for all of us. Even if you hate the Eagles, you hate the Chiefs, you hate them both. At right. least a lot of scoring is an entertaining game. I've got anytime touchdowns by Travis Kelsey, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Pacheco, like you mentioned. And Kadarius Tony, just because I want to watch Giants fans pain and suffering when Kadarius Tony scores a Super Bowl touchdown, Ooh. plus fifteen nine seventy six. So you bet a thousand, you bet a hundred dollars, you get fifteen thousand dollars back. I did not put a hundred dollars on this, but if you want to put a hundred dollars on this, by all means, I think I put ten dollars on it, so I get like a thousand bucks. Which I mean. I'll take that. But yeah, five anytime touchdowns. Game predictions. Eagles favored by 1.5. Chris Russell, we've already got at least one prediction in the live chat here from yep. Roger, who thinks that not, it's not even going to be close. Donna Kelsey's favorite son, Jason Kelsey, gets Super Bowl number two, 33 to 17. Yikes. Well, how do you know? Which means I'm going to start pouring bourbon Jay- early because I'm turning that off. How do you know that Jason is her favorite son? Well, whoever wins is the favorite. That's, oh, that's basically how I'm going with this. So, 33 see. to 7. And if you listen to the New Heights podcast, which I don't know if you do because you're a super busy person, mm-hmm. they have this running gag on like, well, since I'm mom's favorite. So it's just Oh, kind of okay. I got you. I, I, I didn't understand. I mean, I kind of figured that that was from somewhere, but no, I, I don't have time to – I barely have time to do what we need to do. Uh, I'm going to go listen with the Eagles – Covering the number, minus one and a half, but I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, And I think you think basically the same thing. I'll save your prediction uh, coming up here. I'm going to go 24-21, David. Uh, Listen, I I think the Eagles, if they don't throw up all over themselves, i.e. turn the ball over 
more than twice. And remember, the time that the Commanders beat them on Monday Night Football, they turned it over four times. Now, one of them shouldn't have been, but they turned it over four times. Okay, that's the way to beat the Eagles. That's the way usually to beat every team. But as long as the Eagles are relatively close, that doesn't mean perfect. That doesn't mean you don't turn the ball over once, maybe twice. But I think they can get away with two. I think the magic line is three or more, and I think they'll keep it two and under and win 24-21. Absolutely. Roger and Matthew, appreciate you guys dropping some comments here in the live chat, dropping some uh, some interesting look. We've got a lot to talk about as we get deeper into the offseason, uh, including some behind-the-scenes goings-on and events. So definitely make sure you come back with us. Mock Draft Monday to start the week. We'll have some Super Bowl and other news. Roger, kind of what you're talking about. Reactions also coming into next week. It never ends when you're talking about the Washington Commanders. You all know that. We know that. It's it's what makes it so much fun. The Super Bowl is a lot of fun too, Chris. I have a Super Bowl squares bet in on Fanduel amongst my gaggle of bets that I've got in there, and one of them has the Eagles' final score ending in the number seven, the Chiefs' final score ending in the number five. And I did that because I predict that the Eagles will win this thing closer than what Roger predicted, twenty-seven to 25 and yes i do think that is a missed extra point towards the end of regulation giving patrick mahomes and donna kelsey's least favorite son travis a last minute chance to get a game-winning field goal because of a kicker missing an extra point the most painful way you could possibly lose a game but they fall up short probably to i don't know hassan reddick maybe gets his third sack or something uh, of the game and the clock runs out unfortunately and jason kelsey donna kelsey's favorite son Gets ring number two. That would make all of us happy because then we'd all walk away a winner. And hopefully you guys do as well. We hope you enjoy the Super Bowl, the last game of the season. Uh, of course, we will be back with another edition of Mock Draft uh, Monday uh, as we, <laughs> that's the only thing we can really focus on, how to get this team better and how to get them to be in a position like this. But thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the year. Now subscribe to uh, the Locked On NFL podcast. Get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. It's Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. If you guys want to hop in, it's Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com or simply send us a DM at LO Commanders at LO Commanders. Again, we'll be back for Mock Draft Monday, reactions to Super Bowl 57, and what is next on the offensive coordinator search. All of that to come. If you're out and about this weekend, please be safe, be kind to one another. If you're going somewhere for the game, please hire a, a taxi, an Uber, what have you. Just don't do anything silly. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.